0: Well, hello again. This is Scott from Other Songs. We're a a small little record label um, in Canada. And a couple months ago, I had this idea to reach out to some fellow record labels and see if I could um, have a conversation with them and hopefully learn some things from them and um, find out what it is that they do and how they handle some of the the challenges that um, face you know, small indie record labels or, or even large indie record labels, um, as well as, as anybody who's self-releasing music. Um, a lot of indie record labels, I think, you know, in, in my case really too, is it's somebody who's self-releasing their own music and trying to create a platform to release their own music and, and the music of their friends. So, um, Thank you for, for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. You can also catch these, um, the audio of these podcasts on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash other songs. And we have some other stuff on there, including some studio tours, if that's your thing. Um, follow me on Twitter at other songs or on Instagram at other songs. Um, and uh, also, the email for this podcast is podcast at otherrecordlabels.com. So, if you have uh, any thoughts or if your label wants to get involved, feel free to, to drop me a line. Anyway, um, today I'm excited um, because I was able to talk to a label who uh, is a lot, operates a lot in the same way uh, as I do here in Canada, um, but over in the UK. And uh, this label is called Fox food records and I'm super stoked to talk to my guest today, James Smith. How's it going, man? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Where whereabouts are you located?
1: Uh, I'm currently sat in my living room okay. in a, a house <laughs> um, in a, a place called Murfield, which is in Yorkshire, in England.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I I think people can. If probably, that's enough detail yeah <laughs> i wonder if anyone would be able to tell that from the accent exactly probably. where you were sitting and everything
1: yeah i would imagine they would <laughs> yeah. you you said an
0: email you had the flu
1: oh yeah you? well not the flu just ma- man flu what is I that had, what is man flu it's, it's a cold a very oh. mild cold
0: <laughs> i was but trying to a, figure that a out man,
1: <laughs> being a gentleman yeah. Obviously I've been laying it on thick and uh, uh, man, making my wife's life misery.
0: Yeah. I'm doing the exact same thing this week. I, I, think, <laughs> I got something on on uh, Thursday night or Friday and that's so funny. I've never heard that expression before, man flu. Have oh, you know.
1: Yeah. Is that must
0: be a British thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. Those British men are softies, so.
0: I, you know what though? Yeah, I, yeah. I did hear something about um, that like men take colds a lot worse than women. But there is something scientific yeah. to it.
1: I think I think the women are
0: just just amazing. So are stronger, um, probably. The
1: stronger can deal with it and those men are just um. <laughs> I
0: was having but, this Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, just gonna say when you get man flu, you know you've got it. As a man, it's just it knocks you for six. But um yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fighting on, I'm I'm carrying on regardless. I'm trying my best.
0: It's it's so annoying whenever you're running a label, you try to be productive and, and then something like like a cold or you know which really affects your brain and your energy level and or children and Our your children yeah all the same thing you're a dad right how many kids you have i've got four four kids that's amazing what are their ages
1: yeah uh seven five uh three and uh nine weeks
0: oh my goodness no wonder you're <laughs> sick so
1: yeah <laughs> but that's what you know. Yeah, it's uh, and, and finding the time to do this sort of stuff is when it's your passion. I suppose time finds you rather than you find time. But um, yeah, it's hard to get you know, and working full time and stuff like that, and coming home from work, getting the kids to bed, and then yeah. having to sort of do label stuff and yeah. try and make my own music and stuff like that. It um, it yeah, eventually I think you just grind yourself down a little bit, and then you get. You, get, you have to sort of take a bit of time out, don't you? And just think, well, I'm not going to do anything for the next couple of nights apart from getting an early night and, and stuff like that. So yeah, You've just got to pace yourself, I think.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Although yeah. I've found, and I've, I've heard this from other parents too, I have two kids. I have a, um, a two-year-old oh, and a six-year-old. And okay. I, I've heard from other parents say that like kids will actually give you a better appreciation of time and you'll be able to be more productive with less time
1: absolutely yeah 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 definitely you get you get you get um you get sort of cleverer i think you learn the tricks of the trade and and how to (laughs) get stuff done quicker and uh, with making music as well because that's what um what i want to do as well you get slicker at recording you know you've only got 10 minutes to do a a vocal yeah. line or whatever do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean and you and you just you're just on it for that 10 minutes whereas before you had children you'd have all day to do one take or whatever do you know what I
0: mean? yeah no or that's a good get, point get
1: of that but I think when they concentrate you into thinking well I've got 20 minutes now I yeah. can get a, a couple of guitar lines down or I could put a solo down on this or I could oh, do totally. whatever and you and I think it, it's, it is it, it's whether it's good for you know Allowing music to breathe and stuff like that, and to enjoy it as much as you can, and 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 you know, allowing time to. Because the other thing is that you f- I tend to finish stuff really quickly because it's just like it's done now. Yeah. Um, I can't. I need to move on to something else. Or so similarly with, you know, working on other stuff or, or whatever. It's kind of like it's finished now. I can't spend any more time. Money. I haven't got the time to spend on it. So sometimes that's maybe not good for productivity because you're not allowing stuff to, you know, evolve and. And uh, age and 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 you, and, and to improve mm. improve the sound. I think there's a there's a balance to be had, but yeah, definitely I've got quicker at doing just about everything in my life. I think.
0: Yeah, I no, checked. it's true. It is. It's actually, you know, it's a real blessing. I think to kind of be able to observe time through a new lens and to just treat life differently.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before before I had kids, you know, music was my well obviously my wife and stuff but um mm-hmm. it was the one thing that i wanted to do do you know what i mean and, yeah. it, and it, it it absorbed so much of my life but having children it's it's taking a back seat but that's the healthy thing i think it's um
0: yeah definitely it's, it's healthy i've uh when you talk I, i've it's amazing like how much i can get done while i'm filling the bathtub
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: we actually had a I guy get told off by my wife
0: Oh, yeah.
1: A lot because I'm sort of in, you know, like on the phone sending in, I've just got to send an email. Or yeah, yeah. just got to yeah. message this person. I've just got to order these tips. Or I've just got to,
0: totally. you know, do
1: this. And she's like, oh, you know, come on, t- stop it. And it's like, you've been at work all day and now, you know, the kids are hanging from the life or, you know, whatever. And <laughs> yeah. they're all running around with no clothes on. And it's like, no, I've just got to do this. There's but, a And um, she's very understanding.
0: There's a guy on our label, Benjamin, who wrote all of his songs um, during bath time for his kids while his so he would just sit on the edge of the tub and, and work on his songs and the kids loved it. And he was able to, to write a whole record. Oh, that's
1: amazing. That's so pretty good. That's an amazing
0: idea. Yeah. Yeah. But he stopped having kids now, it. so he, he hasn't made a second record. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. It's all right when they're in the bath nicely, when they're, you know, when yeah. they're jumping out or throwing water at the oh, yeah. or whatever, then it gets a bit tricky, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But they keep you busy.
0: When did you, uh, why did you start a record label? When did this all happen?
1: Um, it started in 2014, I think, okay. was when we officially started. But um, before that, um, so I I'd I'd would have had children then. How many would I have had? I'd have had two children
0: then.
1: <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was just a case of the usual story, really. I've been writing music since the mid-1990s, you know, the 90s when,
0: mm-hmm. when I was
1: the, the younger and trying to in those days sending off you know cds or whatever tapes to record labels in the post and yeah yeah not hearing anything back spending your life yep. you know just doing that recording on the four track and sending it off I did the never same getting thing. anything back um and then you know moving then into the digital age and um seeing all these little labels popping up and and sending stuff to them and not getting emails back or getting mm. you know um getting positive stuff back, but oh, you know, we're a one man operation and we haven't got time to, you know, da da da. da, da. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of born out of frustration really, but also born out of the fact that there were so many seemingly cool people just doing it out of their kitchen or, you know, out mm-hmm. of their bedroom or whatever. Yeah. And I just thought, you know not not to swear, but you know, I just thought, F- it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it and I'm gonna try it and see how it goes. I've got no experience in rec- in working in a record level. I've got no experience in how the business works per se. I've got no experience whatsoever. But um, if these guys can do it, then why can't I? And that's kind of yeah. the attitude that I took.
0: Did you have um, any? Ex- and, it
1: was bo- and also, sorry.
0: Did you have any experience in marketing or design or anything nope. related to nothing? No,
1: nope. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, nope. absolutely nothing. I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. I've got absolutely <laughs> no idea how to run a record it's not even I've just got no idea what I'm doing as people who I am whose music I've released will will attest to it is just completely on the back of a cigarette packet everything that it, we do it's uh it's not very organized but um I think there's there's a healthiness in in that in um in chaos comes comfort sometimes, but um, mm. there were there were there were guys like Furious Who's is a label that I've become quite right. yep. good friends with Ryan who runs that, and um, there was Orchid Tapes and um, yes. Warren Hildebrand who yeah. runs that, and um, there was Kissability which was a label in England which was sort of a DIY. There was another label called Beachcomber at the t- time, um, and all these really cool people doing really cool things, you know, on a shoestring, but put, also putting out music that when you listen to it, like when you. I remember first getting into it or first finding Orchid Tapes and just being blown away by Mm. the quality of the music that they were putting out. And it was kind of like the the music and the artists were brilliant, but it was also feeling like there's there's a movement here of really cool stuff. And every release that Orchid Tapes put out, you knew it was going to blow your mind and it was going to be the best thing that you heard since their (laughs) last release, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, totally. And,
1: And that's kind of... That was kind of the inspiration for what I wanted to do. I wanted it to become um, a community or a family or whatever you want to, whatever term you want to use, but a place where people who were into that kind of thing come and, and, and find and discover and, um, and, and fall in love with interesting, you know, interesting experimental, unusual, under the radar stuff. Because I, it's also coming from a place where I know how it feels to be an artist and not have a voice. And not have somebody mm-hmm. say to you, your stuff is amazing. Let's oh, yeah. put it out. Let, and and having that when somebody says that to you, no one ever said it to me. But when somebody said it to me, I can imagine it is a an amazing feeling of God. This person is, this person gets it. This person believes in it. This person, and that's what i You know, that's what I want to do with music that I fall in love with. That here on Bandcamp or wherever I hear it. Yeah. You know, if there's an opportunity to put it out, then I will do. And it is like, and I tell everybody, it is sort of. Bear with me, because I'm, you know, I, I have got a, a life outside of music, a life outside of doing this.
0: Yeah, but, yes, um,
1: yeah. We will do do everything we can, but I put all every effort I can into trying to get the music out there and heard. And we and, and you build uh, similar to what you're you're doing. You build a following, and you get the same people downloading it, you know, buying the tapes or That's buying true. whatever. Yeah. And it just feels really, it's really beautiful thing that like you have people coming along with you on the journey, really.
0: You talked about a couple labels. Did they help you out at all when you were getting started? Did you reach out to them?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, Ryan at Furious Who's who. um, He was brilliant, and he's been still supportive of everything that we do, and vice versa. Because it's just absolutely genuinely wonderful people. Um, Warren has mastered one of my um, one of my releases, but and you know we've had a bit of communication. there's a couple of other people in sort of, there's a, a guy called Theo who runs Sports Day Records who, who's been always really, really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a, 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 there are a lot of people out there. Kate, Kate a girl called Kate Davis who runs um, track and field records as well. Right. And um, they haven't put much out recently, but they were, they are a really cool label and she's been really supportive. So again, there's a community of people of, who are running labels who, you know, similar to us who were, who you build a bit of a support network around you in, and that's really cool as well that you've you know i've, I've come to not I've, and it's weird in this world that we live in that i've got to become really friends with people but never met them <laughs> yeah <laughs> Do you know what no, i mean no, it's, it's exactly, all just been sort of totally. over the over facebook messenger or yeah, whatever but you're yeah. talking to them all the time about you know how they're feeling about things and what's going on, and what their frustrations are, and what they're doing about it. And it's just like a little support network that really helps you, I think, because it can be a sort of lonely place putting music out and not. Getting
0: the well, I totally agree that it
1: deserves and stuff. Like
0: totally agree. And I was so excited to talk to you today, James, because I was realizing I said this on another interview I was doing, but I don't have any friends like, none of my friends run record labels. You know what I mean? So, no. like, there's nobody to really talk to about this. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I was really, we're a niche, niche yeah, group, group. Exactly. House. No, and I, I think, I mean, this is one of the reasons I really wanted to do this was just there, there are so many labels that are at the same stage that I am at, um, or, or beyond where I am or, or before where I am. And I just, uh, you know, I, I'm sure as it is for you, there's a lot of discouraging moments in this business and, and, and doing things on your own. And, and like you said, I mean, it can be really lonely and, um, especially, even, I mean, even the artists don't really understand what goes into it and they're kind of expecting you to to do something really great and there's just a lot of pressure so um yeah i mean i think that's great that you were able to to connect with some labels early on
1: yeah yeah and, and i think it's about setting expectations isn't it it's um from an artist point of view i've never sort of i would never say you know we're gonna get you on npr tiny desk or do you know what yep. i mean or yeah. you're gonna be on even on pitch four stereo gum you know those sort of websites totally. are yep. out of our reach at the moment in the yep. future who knows but um i think it's about just saying you know i really get the vibe really understand what you're doing and i really want to try and help you get your music heard to as many people as possible but that that with we're, we're functioning in a, in a um you know a world which we are at the bottom yep. <laughs> you know we are we are the we are the Slugs at the bottom of the ocean, really, compared to you know the big, big, big boys. Not yeah. to be derogatory about where uh, oh, me yeah. and other labels, I'm talking yep. completely about myself, but we are at the bottom of a very big ecosystem. Mm. Um, and there's lots of sharks out there, and um, actually being at the bottom in the dark, just doing what you're doing, and, and sometimes the light of the odd light shining on you <laughs> ain't, always a, ain't always a bad place to be.
0: That's good, yeah, I um, agree.
1: Because as soon as you start rising up, the ladder people are ready to try and you know knock you off or whatever or you know what I mean but yeah
0: it's
1: um and I and it's a again it's finding a balance because I totally know what you mean when you look around and I think social media completely fuels uh, not just in the music business but from, from every point of life you know it's the whole thing about or look at what they're doing or look how perfect their life is or look at their release or look at what they've done or whatever and it becomes unhealthy and it's kind of finding a balance between doing what you're doing loving what you're doing and just building on it gradually you know stage Mm -hmm. by by stage just trying to build it up and get more followers or whatever get people more people involved but then you know not trying to take over the world or whatever Mm -hmm. it's about just finding a balance i think but um not putting it very eloquently. Yeah, no, you're
0: doing great. <laughs> Let me ask you about the artist trying to talk. I want to ask you a bit about the releases. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you have a do you have a, a sound or a vibe to Fox Food that you you go for?
1: Um I would say there is a vibe. There is a it's DIY
0: yeah.
1: It's sort of bedroom bedroomy, pop folk, you know, people recording stuff on the in the in the house or wherever or you know it's got to have a certain homemade quality um i would the 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 key thing to me is when i listen to somebody if somebody sent me something or if i find something Mm -hmm. it's just if it gets that gets that feeling and i don't know what that feeling is (laughs) but it's something inside you that that you just you think god this is amazing yeah and it gets you going
0: and it gets you
1: Heart rate going, oh, you know, it gets your hair stand on the back of your head, it, it's sounding cheesy, but no, no, it does I some, know you something inside you. That, and, thinks,
0: and that's what I was this gonna is, This is it. I was gonna ask you is, is, is your sound, is the sound of the label a result of your personal taste?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, to, to, to a, to a huge extent, I think. Yeah, same sort, you know, the same news that I would make and the same sort of vibe um, mm-hmm. and, and experimental edge. Um, yeah, um. So, yeah, lo-fi, experimental bedroom, you know, from sort of folky stuff to from, like, what we did with uh, Dana Gavansky, which is very Mm -hmm. sort of heartfelt folk, but, you know, beautiful stuff. Um, And then all the way to sort of fan page on the other end of that spectrum, which is sort of freaky, experimental, but uh, absolutely amazing stuff, but just sort of not of this world kind of stuff, but still gets you gets your heart rate going and yeah. gets you excited and and sort of anything on that sort of spectrum really from you know all, all, you know indie folk which is sort of stuff that i do as good good blood or you know more rockier stuff um like home lives or you know we've we've we've, we've covered quite a few different sub genres of the sort of diy lo-fi aesthetic i think but um i'm yeah. just not i'm not not going to sit here and say i would never release anything, but yeah. that's the sort of vibe that we go through.
0: Yeah. Do, do you think that it's important for a label to have like a consistent vibe or sound?
1: Um. um I don't know really. It's, uh, I think, yeah, in some ways the people who come to you to listen to music, like I was saying about the architecture yeah. thing or whatever,
0: yeah.
1: you kind of knew what you were, you were going to get to some extent. I think, um, for bigger major labels, probably it's not. I think it's probably again depends on where you are in the spectrum of or where you are on the ladder. If you're a sort of big, even saying that, no, I suppose bigger labels. I'm thinking of like you Jag Jaguars or or Suppose they've got three separate labels to release all kinds of
0: different right. things. The yeah.
1: the, um, the Canadian or whatever, you know, they they've got a, they they can cover quite a few genres. But um, yeah, I think it's not it's not important. But I think it's kind of depending on who's running the, the record label. I mean, like Captured Tracks is an example where it's definitely the, it's the same sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. the taste of, um, you know, Mike Sniper, or whatever he's called. It's his taste that runs through all the music and I think that is kind of... But then perhaps when you get bigger and more fish fingers are in the pie, you, you might become more diverse. But I think having a diverse palette on a label is important and putting out as much music as you can from you know unrepresented groups is is as important as um you know as anything really
0: that's great um
1: father, father daughter records i mean they they're getting mm-hmm. seem to be getting more diverse they've put out quite a uh, quite an eclectic mix of music which is is a healthy thing to do if that's what you what your taste is if you've got an eclectic taste and you're on a label why not i think is is the end.
0: I think it's hard to, I mean, initially I kind of wanted to s- to stay to a certain genre, but I think it's hard to, it, it maybe is okay to be to a certain vibe, but like to stick with a, a certain genre is difficult, um, as genres yeah. themselves evolve, you know, folk as we know, it has changed over the past 10 uh. years
1: absolutely and I get and you know when you're doing sort of press releases or you'd write stuff about and I and the, the whole thing about genres does my head in in some ways because it, you, you're just pigeonholing it immediately and mm-hmm, you know like yeah. when you put in and, and it, you have to do it in some yeah. ways like oh, yeah. if, you, if you're pitching if you're pitching stuff to somebody like a writer or whatever yeah and if you didn't put in what it, you kind of feel oh I've got to say it's this I've got to say it's that yeah. because Otherwise, they probably might not look at it, or even if they did, look, you know, the the chance that they would look at it, it might be increased than if they didn't have that, you know, out folk or indie rock or whatever, you know. And it, but then it's kind of like to me, it's just like, oh, it's 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 just it's just it's music. It's, mm-hmm. it's brilliant music. Just <laughs> yeah. listen to it. It's I know, no matter know. what genre it is. Do you know what I mean?
0: But there are some we get, we, there are some places you actually have to check the box as to what genre it is, and that's difficult.
1: Yeah it is difficult and sometimes it's trying to you just putting genres down just for the sake of it yeah like,
0: yeah you just think
1: you know do you know what i mean you put in as many genres as you can
0: yeah <laughs> to, it's true to,
1: do you know like on Bandcamp, you know the tags and stuff yeah, like the that. Tags, you're just yeah anything in just in the in the hope that some someone who's like listening to reggae might oh some reggae yeah. oh hang on a <laughs> this isn't reggae but at least i, I then they buy a
0: though They stop you at like, don't they? I think they peak you. I remember, I don't know. I started typing in a bunch and then they kind of like a little pop-up appeared or something. Are you, are you good, good (laughs) blood? Is that what you go under? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. That's cool. yeah, for better or worse. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're very alike, I, and a lot of you have a lot of releases on your label from yourself. That's the same with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and again, that's I great. don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, but, who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my it's my label. I can do what I want. You um,
0: you have an advantage though because your artist name is not your own name. So when you're pitching people, you can pitch "Good Good Blood" and you don't have to say it's my record. <laughs> I don't have that advantage. Yeah,
1: I still. F- I still find that very difficult to do. I I cannot talk. Maybe it's from, I I can't talk about myself in the third person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I can't
1: do it. um, and then you, and then I get myself in a pickle then because, um, you know, I might not push it as hard as, because it's my own music and it's taken me a long time to even get, I've, I've always been sort of very, um, very shy about, Telling people that I make music and I, and, yeah. I, and and it's only really since I started the label that I've done it in a, such a vocal manner really. Um, so it actually takes a lot for me to push my own music, and I don't tend to push it that much. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I, I I feel it's a bit awkward. Right. But then also other people's music, I'll push. You know, it's it's easier for me to say, listen to this. It's the best thing you've ever heard. Oh, yeah. When it's not yeah. my music. When it's do you know what I mean? When it's other people's music, because I know it is, and I can I can go on about it for hours. Whereas my own music, I kind of feel like I've got to um, sort of not push it as much, yeah, for whatever reason. But that's not a bad thing. It's just it's it the music that I make is more of a um, it's a it's a release, it's an inspiration, it's the creativity that I need to do to be able to function in the world that that I live in, yeah, Um, and then putting it out and just putting it out is enough for me to to feel like i've done it mm. and validated it and i've yeah. done it and I made that and that's fine but then other people's music when i'm releasing other people's music it's kind of like it's more of you know trying to get as many people as possible to listen to it's a bit of a yeah i don't know how do you, how do you find it with your stuff do you find it difficult
0: yeah oh definitely i mean I, I i email the same people for my release that i do other people's releases and and uh it's so awkward to say, you know, our new release is Scott or like, it just, I, I can't say that. So I, I have to say, uh, our new release is is my record this time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's awkward because you're right. Like. I, when I was I promoted a record uh, last the end of last year, John Thoman. It was this this um, solo artist that I had been wanting to make. Well, up. I listened to that. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It's beautiful. Thanks. Beautiful. I I was like, yeah. for me, it was like one of my favorite records. He's one of my favorite songwriters, and I like I pushed that record to people so hard. I was like, please, like ignore you know all like the conventions of of music. Just please listen to this. Like this is a, an honest. Troubadour, you know what I mean, like. And but when you're pushing your own yeah, music, you're just you can't say that. You can't say this is my best record ever or or anything. You just say here it is. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Where do you it find tough, uh, Where do you find
0: the artists that you work with?
1: Um, I get, uh, for Van camp mainly. Um, yeah. I get people sending me quite a lot as well. Yeah. Um, I've been quite fortunate, really. That um, I've, that i find people send me stuff and i tend to like it quite a lot wow (laughs) Um, that's great maybe again that's back to maybe that's back to the aesthetic of you know the aesthetic of the label that people you know and i've I've seen on other on other labels websites it's like listen listen to before you send us anything if you want to send us something um have a listen to what we've put out before because then you'll get a vibe of what we are all about. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same sort of thing for us. Um, but yeah, just sort of looking on band camp. I've got a couple of friends who'll send me stuff who were in them, who were writers who sort of say, listen, just found this. Listen to This is a guy called Trev Elkin who, um, who's just a, 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 again, become a, a friend. I've never met him, but become a friend again. And he sort of hits me up now and again with stuff. And said, oh, "I've listened to this. Just found this, and, and he's, he knows the vibe that we're going for as well. Nice. So, uh, but yeah, just sort of having a going on to Bandcamp and just flicking through the new and notable, all you know, flicking through the new music on there. Then get people getting getting sent stuff. Um, Is it I used to say SoundCloud, but I, SoundCloud, but I don't go on yeah. Sound." SoundCloud yeah. probably,
0: but anyway, <laughs> yeah.
1: but Sound clowns probably about Sound SoundCloud. I don't tend to use that much
0: anymore. Yeah, it's a little harder to dig through some of that stuff and a little more raw demos. I, I love Bandcamp because somebody has to put together an album with artwork and or a single, I guess. But you know, it, to me it, it seems like a little bit more of a completed package and that people are take it a little more seriously than with SoundCloud. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and you can listen to, you know, generally people will have put out other stuff as well. So there'll be like the yeah, latest stuff, yeah. and then there might be some older stuff to listen to. Yeah. You can get sort of a feel about, you know, where they've come from and stuff. But, um, so they must where, they, where they're going, I uh,
0: Your artists must be from all over the world. Is that right? Like, where where do most people come from? Yeah.
1: Um, we've released a lot of American artists. Okay. Um, we've fan page was from, I'm just going back to what i was saying about when you get stuff sent and i remember it was one of the first or the second or third releases we did and i got an email from um a lady called christina who lives in sweden and um i opened this email and i, d- I didn't get any emails then from back from back because okay. you know we'd only just started yeah and it opened up and it was a fanbase stuff and it absolutely it just blew my mind it was like <laughs> this is amazing and it was like it had just fallen out of I don't believe in God, but it just fell out of the sky from somewhere and landed in, in my lap. And <laughs> it was just like, and we've be- again become really good friends, and it's that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, awesome. so we've released, um, you know, Europe, America, a band, an amazing band called Nice Legs, who were based in South Korea. Yes, I yes, Japan. I've
0: heard them. They're great.
1: Oh, man, they are just, they are absolutely, they are. We've pledged to each other that we are going to meet each other at some point in life because I've got to just give them a cuddle because they're just amazing, <laughs> amazing artists but amazing people as well. Uh, Mark and Lauren, they're just they are just bonkers but they're amazing. Um, Australia, home, uh, uh, Australia. That's great. Um, so yeah, so so all love and that's that's the beauty of the one of the beauties of the world that we live in, isn't it? That it's just so global, international, sort
0: of. Yeah, it's totally. Easy to. Um, let me ask you I mean, that sort of thing but, yeah. um how many how many releases or new signings can you handle in a year without burning out? Do you kind of have a target
1: um, uh maybe one uh, i would like to think one a month really if I can wow but, um because i there isn't really much for me to you know the, the biggest the biggest time consuming thing for me is because i dub the tapes myself
0: okay. um
1: so if we're doing if we're doing sort of 50 run tape however it that takes a lot of time um generally you know it's a it's a collaboration between me and and the artist so obviously the music will be there ready or thereabouts or they'll be mm-hmm. making it you know once we start talking about um, and and then the artwork is sort of a collaboration um designing the tape covers doesn't you know it's once we get it's just having the time again outside of the family life to get to do that yeah but yeah if i i used to i used to aim for one a month but um last year probably not that many i think not as many as that maybe we did 10
0: eight seven or eight last year um if, if your contact but this year it, I- go on. sorry i was gonna uh, uh, you finish your thought about this year
1: this year, it feels like we're going to be putting out quite a lot, <laughs> um, oh, great. Just because I've been made, yeah, I've been made aware of quite a lot of really amazing music by lovely people. So um, we've got quite a bit, and it's all kind of. It just feels like at the moment that there's a lot. I've got we've got quite a bit on the boil at the moment. So
0: that's great.
1: It's brilliant and it's exciting, um, and there's some stuff that's going to really, really blow people away I
0: think so do you um do boy, you, blows me away. sorry uh, do you feel that um I'm trying to work with I, I'm realizing um we do have a bit of a delay here and for the folks at home we're listening I'm realizing that the um our voices are traveling under the Atlantic Ocean and then you know going from Canada to the UK so um the delay is not too bad considering that distance it has to travel right <laughs> but yeah, I, I no, going funny. back to the that's why this going back to the releases uh, that you're doing, you know, when you're talking about one a month, do you find that you um, are exhausting your, um, your contacts and, you know, I mean, do you get self-conscious with how many times you're reaching out to the same blogs saying, here's a new one, here's a new one?
1: Uh, Yeah, definitely. But to be fair, I have, I feel like I am kind of moving away from the whole premiere culture yeah. in, in some ways. Um, because it's not just us. I mean, I, I think I, I don't know who I was talking to. I put, I was talking to somebody about, it and it's just like, it's just like, a, a, a going the ocean analogy, but it's just an ocean of new music. And it's just like, it's relentless mm-hmm. on Twitter, on social media, just like premiere, premiere, premiere. And, um, and I think that it's just the world that we live in now is just like it's that's what it's all about. Yeah. So you can either go with it and 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 try and get as much premieres or get as much, you know. But it's like you just didn't you are kind of just like in competition all the time with so many different other people who were yeah. releasing music and it's kind of like it's I think just going off on a tangent a little bit.
0: That's okay.
1: It's kind of like, it's a ama- it's amazing that people like me can sit in my kitchen with a laptop and create music. <laughs> you know, 50, 50, 40, 30 years yeah. ago, how old am I? 20 years ago, that would have been, you know, you'd have had to have a four track or whatever and you would have been toiling away on it for years and that's yeah. why albums took years to make. Whereas yeah. now you can knock an album out Quite quickly, and that is brilliant for people to be so creative. Then that, and that's one argument. That's brilliant. I'm not arguing against that. That's mm-hmm. fabulous. The re- it means that everybody can make music. And from, from my children's point of view, that is a positive thing because I think it's a great way to express yourself and to to get rid of whatever you need to get rid of. On the counter argument, on the other side of the coin, it means that there is a load yeah. of music out there in the world mm-hmm. trying to get heard. And then, and, and 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 the line in the middle is that there's only a certain amount of people out there who are willing to write about it, and yeah, they must get, it must do their heads in. I know <laughs> um, a couple of people who, uh, you know, who, have, who, who are writers, and they show me like their inbox, and it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, ten thousand unread emails,
0: oh, and man. actually,
1: that's quite a good thing to see from my point of view because you think, bloody hell, you know, they're just getting bombarded by it, and how do you? How do you filter, and it's also it, it must be sort of like from their point of view, this is good. I'm going to write about this, and then it's kind of like they're just comparing music. Then, yeah, and that, and that yeah, it, it ain't always a healthy thing either. This is better than that, or that's better than this, or you know what's number one album of 2017, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it get it don't float my boat that because there isn't one number one album of 2017. There's loads of really great yeah. music. Yeah. you know what I mean
0: yeah. um,
1: so I think I, I, I kind of feel like if we're going to do as many releases as we're going to do we need to just just put them out tell people about them as best we can but not get not get hung upon yeah. who's writing about it who's not writing about it are we getting premieres are we not getting premieres you know the main thing is getting it out there and people it's also around the organicness of people stumbling across an artist and falling in love with them and mm. list going onto their website and downloading everything that they've done and listening to it. And I think in this world where it's just premier, 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 best yeah. new band, best new band, best new band. Yeah.
0: I'm hearing we a people lot of that. Are getting
1: that opportunity to just find. The-
0: yeah, you're right. And I, I think it's, I think it's, um, the, you know, it's the, to me, I, I'm, I'm the, I'm the same as you and I'm just hoping that the cream rises to the top. That's what I'm thinking. I love the blogs and I love the, um, they're, they've all been supportive and, and I didn't really, I didn't really think about that, about how many emails they get. It's good to know that as to not take their rejection so personally, but, um, I really just hope to try to build an audience and to just put out great music and hope, hope that it gets found naturally.
1: Yeah. And and, and, and I'm not dissing, I'm not dissing writers or bloggers. Oh no. Yeah. They do sure. a fantastic job. Um, and they have to like, I say, go through a lot of, of music, but that is it, isn't it? And it's kind mm. of like they're getting so many emails, they're bombarded by emails, and that's just yeah, life, I suppose. But, yeah. Um, yeah
0: Let me ask about releasing a record um, when When you're ready to prep a release, what's the first thing you do? like what do you put the majority of your energy into initially?
1: Um, getting the artwork. Okay. So the, so, the mu- so the music's ready mm-hmm. you know I've, I've helped out a few bands with sort, sort of getting them like mixing or a bit of string or just you know trying sure. to you know if it's home recorded or whatever um, just trying to help I, you know I'll, I'll do that. that that's absolutely fine if that's what they want and I have done um, sort of Newfoundland which is a, a, a friend of mine um, who lives in Wakefield which is about 10 miles away from where I am now oh cool um, he was the first released. Andrew, his friend, he was the first released. We did that was sort of psych folk. So and, I, and we actually recorded a lot of his stuff together because we were friends. So that's how that kind of happened. So um, so there might be a bit of music related stuff, which I right. which I love that I love doing that. And then um, getting the artwork sorted, I suppose, is the next step. Get once that sorted, um, getting the tips and all that ready, um, and then it's kind of just like it's putting it out and then. Um, or you know, trying to just send because over the over the years I've become friends with a couple of writers, so I'll just sort of not pitch it to them, but just sort of say this is the next release. You know, let me know if you're interested in hearing more. Let me know. So we'll do a bit of that. But yeah, um, it tends to be then just sort of getting everything ready for the single, getting sort of all the ducks in a row with Bandcamp and Spotify and um, all that, mm. and then mail, you know, mail out. So we've got a mailing list, um, quite, you know, decent mailing list, a healthy mailing list. So getting all this, prepping all that. And, you know, it takes up,
0: takes up quite a bit of time. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, And so you guys do handmade tapes. Is that? Yes. Okay.
1: So they're, they're all hand dubbed. So it's like everybody who buys a tape gets a little bit of my soul because I dub (laughs) them in, in real, I dub them in real time.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Um, so it's kind of, and, and, and it's it, it's kind of like why people have asked me why don't you use a you know yeah be a a, company, a tape manufacturing company there is one not actually too far from here but um I, 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 as much as I moan about it at times when I've got to dub fifty tapes or whatever I quite I quite enjoy it as well because I feel like it's proper DIY doing it yourself and it's sort of like going back to the old mixed tapes and stuff like that which I used to make you know yeah. Making it,
0: do you do one it, at a time? You're doing
1: it for the love. Yeah. Wow. I've been, I've been, because uh, I've been looking at the, um, you know, the the high speed dubbers, the, you know, the yeah duplicators, but yeah. they're just really expensive, cut. Yeah.
0: They're all,
1: they're all quite. They're all really old now, so you've got and, to have them serviced and all that sort of stuff.
0: And a lot of them are mono too. I think, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um, I found this so, um uh this tape deck on um Craigslist for uh, um for about 40 bucks a while ago and it's in great shape but what's really unique about it is it has has two decks but both decks can record simultaneously and so like if you were to send from the computer into the back then both of those decks can record at the same time so you're really getting like first generation recording to tape but you're doing two at the same time
1: Oh, that Which would is, be good. It's really That's cool. i don't know, it's like,
0: Yeah, I think it's Technics. I'm not sure. Techniques. I can't. I'll. I will send it to you. The, and see if you can find I, one at a thrift shop or something. But it's so. And good. I was
1: talking to. I was talking to someone today. Actually, Trev Elkin today about it, and he was like, "You just got to get a better tape recorder." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, but I ain't got any money." And
0: you, he's like, "Yeah, but you can, you know." Have you seen the the? I, there was a label once. I can't remember who it was, and it's like they have like cassette deck after cassette deck piled on top of each other and they're all like splitting the single signal and they're just recording all at once it's so cool oh
1: no i haven't
0: seen that i can't remember what? there was a picture and there was like 20 decks all piled on top of each other and they just oh, record at the yeah. same time <laughs> maybe that's
1: what i need to do just take I, over one of the i noticed
0: with... i noticed that most of your releases are sold out do you do reprints or is there something neat about like super limited runs and nothing more
1: I think there's something really neat about it, and I'm hoping that in twenty five, thirty years, there'll be going for a lot of money on eBay.
0: <laughs> but you won't uh, have it, <laughs> you know, that,
1: which I'll have
0: all of them, <laughs> all the masters.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but um, no, it's not. It's, it's just that uh, it is the limitedness, and I, and it's kind of like that thing about going back to. You know, like the, like, oh, I keep going about architects, tapes, but that kind of label mm-hmm. where, you know, you they put something out and it would be, the fans of the label would, would buy the tapes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, God, they've put another tape out. And I was the same, you know, as soon as they put a tape out, I'd buy it immediately yeah. because I wouldn't want to miss out on it. Right. And and, um, and I think, again, that's kind of like, it's that, it's the, it's kind of like trying to kill, ha- trying to get bigger or whatever, whatever that means, get bigger get you know more fans or whatever but it's still having that little bit of personal touch to it and it being still being super cool and super yeah. light each and no one knows about it and only you know when we do 30 or 40 tapes if that you know yeah they sell out because there's only 30 or 40 people in the world who know about us and i think that's a really cool thing <laughs> it is cool um yeah and uh, and 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 dubbing and myself is the same sort of thing it's keeping it that diy ethic that i think I'd, I'd I would hate to, you know, lose that because that is the essence of what we're trying to do is to try and just try and be be, be relevant and yeah. be interesting and be be people know you know not people know about us but people get us and love us but it's still an element of God you want to wear this or have you heard this label called Foxwood Records you know mates telling mates and email you know emailing rather than doing a mixtape but emailing links around and yeah. you know having that organicness yeah. around it which i think is that's what i'd like to try and keep an element of that so yeah so we only do a small number well I haven't, haven't done any reissues as yet I, um and
0: i think i mean it so, might but if, it might piss some people off um i was uh, there is some i would have i would have got but um i it, it's kind of interesting that it's like <laughs> yeah. uh it's kind of interesting that how um now like knowing that the records i mean you look back into your catalog and anything you know uh older than a few months old like most of the tapes are sold out and so now as a fan it's like when a new record comes out you better get it like if you cuz you know if you're going to love this record it's only going to be there for a couple of weeks so i like that about it yeah
1: exactly yeah and it also you know from a from a from a point of view if i haven't got You know, my house is only a certain size, and I haven't got room for (laughs) five hundred tapes by all these different artists, because my wife would just go mad. (laughs) So it's also it's just sort of like being, but it's been being sort of sensible about it. And um, if I did five hundred tapes, I would never sell them. Right. So yeah, you know, doing doing fifty tapes. If you if you want one, they're there, and they're there for a few weeks. And once they're there, and once they're gone, they're probably gone. But yeah, and again, that's just kind of like. How it's how I how I manage it because you know we've I have done sort of we did a vinyl release for Mothers which did really really well and it sold really well but we've still got you know a vinyl sort of a, yeah. in a cupboard just sort of but it's a really I find it really sad that they're just no they're just sort of unwanted children just I sat know, in the covered you know what I mean
0: I've got the and same it's like, thing. If, if
1: more if more people could hear this this record then you know what I mean. Yeah, then, and it's kind of like whereas I know that all the tapes that we've sort of released have gone to some house or home or whatever that are going to really value them and love them and look after them, and and that makes me feel better about it as well. It? But that's probably really silly and really
0: well, no, I, sad, I but I think that's mean? a good I way to think. Put so much effort
1: it. into it, and it's also like doing a painting.
0: yeah. It's also, you know, the other thing too. With there is there's a real waste factor when it comes to pressing vinyl and pressing CDs or anything, because the the economy of it is that it's always like makes more sense to do two hundred or five hundred or a thousand. But the reality yeah, yeah. is, it's like we usually only find an audience for fifty or for a hundred or seventy five. And then, you know, financially it maybe made more sense to have 200 copies made, but inevitably there's always 100 stored away in an attic or a basement somewhere, and it's wasteful and it's discouraging.
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And and yeah, yeah, it's sad, Um, really.
0: I noticed that some of your releases aren't on Apple Music or Spotify. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, oh, I'm going to i'm growing into spotify and apple music okay um i'm still of the i'm still of the mentality that i'd I'd rather own my music than rent it
0: yeah <laughs>
1: but um i it's the way it's the future in it that's it's right just, right i think you've you've got you either a fight against it or you accept it the, the the reason why not everything's on there it's mainly just the newer stuff that I've put it, and I mean, a couple of artists said to me when we were releasing, "Oh, it's going to go on Spotify, isn't it?" And I was like, "Well, not really." And they're like, "Oh, yeah, but it's got to go on Spotify." Huh. It's like, oh, okay, you know, and it's kind of like, well, yeah, you're the boss, so yeah,
0: um, so yeah, <laughs> so good. it's
1: kind of like, um, I've, I've I've grown to I've grown into it, and I do use it myself, to be honest. Yeah, um, and um and it's just like say, but and again, it's that it's the. It's that trade-off between the physicality of music and and just having it on your phone whenever you want to listen to it. There's still, you know, I've got I've got a healthy vinyl collection and a healthy tape collection, but I still use Spotify. I'm probably a dying breed, where you know I, I've noticed that over the sort of last couple of releases we've done, it's you know that we've got the core people who will terribly buy a tape, but I think I think it's going to get to a point where. We're not going to be selling even, uh, excuse me, my cold coming back. We're not going to yeah. be selling even many, many tips. do you know what I mean? As right. Or as many as we'd like to, because it's more around downloading it or just streaming it on your phone.
0: Yeah, or yeah, I know. Which I, is the... No. Yeah, I know. And I'm not, I, uh, my opinion changes a lot, and, and we've had a little bit of success on, on Spotify. And, I saw
1: some of the plays that you had. And yeah. the beautiful thing, the, the most frustrating thing about that is if you had a dollar...
0: <laughs> For every time I know. I know. I'd be calling you from the How Bahamas, much right? How better <laughs>
1: would your life be? How much better would your life
0: be? I know. Even me. Do you know I, what I
1: mean? I know. And you I think
0: know. just a dollar. I know. One one dollar. I know, but listen, you I I th- you, ha- you can't think that. You can't think that way. And and what I like to think is is that there are um there are times where I'm getting paid. Okay, so I'm not getting paid as much as I would have, you know, ten years ago per song. Played or whatnot, but I do like to think that you are getting paid every single time someone plays that song, even though it's so insignificant. But when you know <laughs> when a cafe puts on your CD um, and and they loop it or they put on your tape and it loops all day long, you don't get anything for that. You you get the original well, ten dollars. Yeah. So I yeah. think on Spotify, if they play a cafe mix and you have a couple songs on there and they play every day you're going to get paid from every cafe in the world that plays that. So I think in a way, like I, I totally get what it's, you're saying, but there's also yeah. a, a little bit of an upside.
1: That, I hadn't thought of it like that, but it's getting on that cafe mixing. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Let's not if talk you're about on there. That. G- let's not talk if about If you're that. on there,
1: good for you. But, um, <laughs> it's quite difficult seemingly to get on those kinds totally. of things. Totally. But then again, it, again, it goes back to that thing about what your, what are your aspirations and what do you want to do? And you know, if I went into Starbucks or Costa Coffee or wherever and heard um, fan page playing,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: <laughs> you'd be like, oh my God, what's going on? You know, whatever. Any of our releases, it'd be brilliant in one hand because finally they're getting recognition amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of like, but it goes against everything that, you know, we start right. a la- label for in some ways.
0: I, I, I often
1: I, think I, it's, it's such a difficult that you just got to come to the conclusion that there is absolutely no way of making money out of music. <laughs>
0: and as long as if you accept that yeah
1: if you, you will not be able to do this and that's for a, that's a full-time true. job yeah. unless you're very 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 fortunate yeah you no, I
0: understand. know the
1: right people and well, I think I, if you can and if you can come to the conclusion very early on i didn't it took me about 30 years 25 years to come to the conclusion that i won't be able to do this for a living <laughs> but once you do you kind of like you it's like oh yeah the weight's been lifted you know what i mean but
0: yeah, well I like, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is I really wanted to talk to other people about what their opinion of Spotify is. Cause my opinion's evolving all the time. I mean, I sent out a tweet about four or five years ago yeah. to some of my mentors and I just said like, what do you guys think of this Spotify? Like, should I do it? Should I not? Should I hold back? I know that Tom York, I mean, his opinion has changed from calling them like monkeys and then to releasing like exclusives through Spotify. So everyone's opinion is always kind of uh, evolving. Um, and I, I just, I'm kind of curious, like what do other people think? Cause my opinion's changing all the time. Um, I think, yeah, I think,
1: I'm, I think the same.
0: Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think that to me, what, you know, one of our jobs, I mean, our jobs are to support artists, but our jobs are also to support listeners and to be that kind of that bridge between the music fan and the, and the creative artist. And I if listeners find it more convenient to stream on their phone if if listeners want to buy a really unique tape and listen to it in their bedroom, but then when they're on the train listen to spotify then i I don't really want to judge that I want to kind of say okay if that's if that's how you want to consume music, then I'll try to be there to support that you know
1: absolutely yeah, and I think that's you know we've we've uh, sort of our releases that generally have been pay what you want as yeah. well so yeah. you know you can buy it, but the tape you'd, you buy your tape and that's fab if you want you know if you if you're the kind of person like you say who wants to listen to a record or whatever sit down and listen to that that's good but then you can also have it on your phone because you'll you'll get a download
0: mm-hmm. for, yeah, you know
1: for free of that um and I uh, you know and I know other labels do it where you to get the digital download you've got to buy the tape or physical right. so that's a cool way of doing it as well but also yeah and you know I, I, that is just that you i've like you say you i've that's the way of the world I, my opinion of it is has evolved and i'm a, i I'm a, I'm a spotify user so i can't <laughs> say too much bad things about it because i use it myself yeah it's you know you, you like listening to your label stuff today you know i thought oh i'll have a listen and i listened to some stuff on Bandcamp, and then i i, I was on the train home from work and i put spotify on because i you know it's just um it's just the way of the world and you either yep. fight against it or yep. you just accept it and I think just you accept it. And my, my only frustration is that it, I, I hope at some point, if it goes the way it goes, it looks like it's going to go where everything is streamed. I just hope that at some point they become a little bit more fairer with their reimbursement of the artist.
0: Yeah. Because yeah.
1: I think I think there's enough money in it. To, to at least pay a little bit more, yeah, which will then allow more people to be more creative, which would then feed their bank accounts more because more people would, you know, make music and be able to do it a bit more, uh, you know, full time or whatever. Or more it would be part-time. nice. So
0: yeah, and I, I mean? maybe it's the fan. I you know, it's, the it's other part of it. the conversation is that is the maybe the fans need to pay a bit more too because nine ninety nine is is you know or whatever it is. That, yeah. Uh,
1: For everything,
0: for every every song in the world, (laughs) yeah. I don't know.
1: I know there were there's there's a couple like Father Daughter Records were tweeting yesterday. I think it was around like you know supporting the labels and buy our buy our releases because you know that's the only way that we can survive. And it's kind of like that message has to come out again. It's like almost that argument around. I think it's perhaps. Um. Thing around, it's easier to stream on Spotify, which is fine. But you st- if you really love that label, or if you've fallen in love with that artist, or you've fallen in love with whatever, support them. The only way you can support mm-hmm. them now is to buy their record physically, even yeah. if you never listen to it. Buy it because that money will in will directly go to that artist. Totally. All the you know a digital sale, although Bandcamp and PayPal will take their little cut. They will get some money out of it. Um, and so I think and you know what, least. I would
0: also say to, I'd also say that I totally agree with that, but at the very least, if you can't do that, at the very least follow them on Twitter or like their Facebook page or, and, or send them an email and just say, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you have a thousand listeners yet, nobody reaches out to you and says, Hey, that song really like helped me this weekend or, or I took that record camping and you know, that kind of stuff Absolutely. really is valuable. doesn't pay the rent, but it's valuable.
1: Oh man, yeah. Um yeah, uh, you know, when you get and I've had, you know, a few emails like that from people and it's just like that is why you start doing what it's you're huge. doing, isn't it? Yeah. To, yeah. What parts of the job do you enjoy the most? Uh, I enjoy the um I enjoy becoming, you know, working with artists, creative people mm-hmm. and um talking to them and getting to know them and getting to know their music and, and collaboration. We've done a few Um, collaborations with artists like I've done, you know, worked with a few of the artists that, and again, it's the age that we live in. I can send a few, you know, demo guitar tracks to uh, my friend Brian in uh, New York or my friend Susie. um, I don't even, I think she lives in Philadelphia or somewhere like that. Mm -hmm. And she, she can put a banjo on it and then he can put a couple more guitars on it, send them back. So I love all that collaboration. And that's what I'd love to get to a point where we're getting all our artists on the label to, to collaborate or work together on releasing this because I think that would be really cool. So that is um, something that I love. Yeah, um, I love that feeling like when you you've put an album out and um, not just myself but other artists and um, sort of you do everything and you get everything ready and everything's okay and then you put it out and then you know you get that first bit of like oh you get a bit of social media interest but you'll get a few retweets or whatever and mm-hmm. other people retweeting it saying this is amazing listen to this or whatever and I think I love that that is again again, going back to what we were just saying that's the reason why I started it because yeah. that is just a cool thing that people get it and dig it and yeah. tweet it or share it on um, so they're the main two really I like um, I like all of it to be honest it gets that's good. It, it's just frustrating frustrating finding the time sure Um and also the sort of financial side of it in some ways because you know I've, I've had a, someone message me once about you know I've got all these demos what's the budget to record and it's like uh, <laughs> there is no budget <laughs> you know uh, and it's kind of like and I feel bad then because it's like you know I wish I could say right here's some money
0: yeah you know, yeah, like a, I know. and
1: that's the that the bigger you get the and that so that's a, that's probably a positive of getting bigger yeah and getting more in, more income is mm-hmm. that you can support artists Say, is you know a couple of thousand or whatever yeah. going into a proper studio and go and record that music or yeah we're gonna I can, I can pay, even just like i can pay for this to get mastered for you because even that you know what i mean
0: oh yeah it's yeah. coming
1: out of the artist's pocket and they don't because we're at the level we are you, you don't they don't get the money that they've put into it out of it if you know what i mean yeah, so totally that's that's frustrating but um that's probably the the biggest thing is actually being able to financially support people to be creative. How you get to that point? Like I said earlier is very difficult. It's just a work in progress. In anymore, yeah.
0: You know, what, what is, do you, unless, yeah. Yeah. I, and I, that's, that's my goal too. Honestly, I have that written down somewhere too, is just trying to make, you know, my livelihood and the livelihood of the, artists that i work with and, the, and my creative friends is f- for us to be able to just make a, a a decent living doing art and being creative that's the dream yeah
1: and i think it's also the pr side of things is frustrating and mm-hmm. um, not having the money to be able to pay for pr totally. immediately yeah. kind of puts you at a disadvantage because there is it's the way of the world isn't it there's yep. so many mu- musicians making music there's so much music there's so many voices There has to be a way of getting those. Have you ever done it?
0: Have you ever bought a campaign before?
1: I've not officially bought a campaign. I've had a friend help me out who was a blogger um, for for and it it did okay, you know. But um, it's not the it wasn't sort of level of you know getting into the big major publications. We tried, but um,
0: it's hard, eh? Yeah, it's hard hard. because it's And and again it's. Go ahead. you got
1: to set the expectations, haven't you? You've got to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Accept it in some ways, but go on. What were yeah. you going to say?
0: Well, yeah, I just, I know it's it's so expensive and, and, I, and I understand it's rightfully, it's a lot of work for, to have a, a partner come alongside and promote the record as much as you are. But yeah, then there's just no guarantee. There's no guarantee that it that money will come back. And so I, every release for me is like just uh, like should we do this is i i often just have to make the decision for the artist and say i don't i don't think this is a good idea i don't think we should do yeah. this you know and,
1: you, and you know what we've had we've been lucky in that we've had a bit of interest from and totally organic in some ways you mm-hmm. know bigger um uk pub publications have written about it and actually the um the payoff from that has been quite minimal as as in visits to the band camp or actual downloads right. or you know you're talking like publications with a lot of followers like yeah, you know yeah. 50 60, 000, and actually the ones that you get the most sort of and it goes back to the it goes back to exactly the thing that we we're just talking about the label you get more sort of footfall or whatever visits to the website from the blogs that have got a really hardcore following you totally. to know do you know what i mean yeah i totally just, see that yeah the the smaller blogs who have got that hardcore following, who people know that if and so says this is a good song, it's going to be a good song. Yeah. So they'll follow the link and listen to it. Yeah. Whereas I think there's a lot of you know you see these big publications with a hundred thousand followers, and actually probably it's the same percentage of fo- hardcore followers. There might only be a couple of thousand, whereas <laughs> everybody else is just following them because they feel like they have to follow them. So yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that that you get if you can find a blogger write about it. Um, there's a blog, there's a couple of blogs over here in England who write about stuff and you do see interest in it um, because they've got that following that just knows that they're,
0: um, yep. i have got a good
1: taste. It's about taste, isn't it?
0: It, it totally is. Yeah. If, if all of it has to happen is that you see, you know, you maybe have discovered three or four bands from this one blog over the past year and then all of a sudden now you just trust everything they say
1: absolutely yeah
0: yeah absolutely and those are and um, i th- yeah I, I that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping to be able to build you know sort of like blogs that can respect what we do and and build a relationship and a community there um and then hopefully try not to bombard them too much and just send them <laughs> you
1: know yeah. um what is that what you say so how many how, how many releases do you put out
0: um, it. it varies, it varies on like kind of what's like, uh, available or, or like what the artists are up to. Um, and I try to do like different releases. I try to do like, I aim for one to two full lengths a year and then, oh, right. and then maybe one or two EPs and, right. and then maybe two to three singles and maybe like a, a Christmas thing or a live thing or a compilation. So I try to have like, I would say at least once a quarter. So maybe four times a year to have something really big that we're putting all the effort behind. Right. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I record most of the stuff at home here. Like most of our artists I record. So that oh, right. that's what kind of puts a huge backlog on things. You know, like making a record takes like a year. Yeah. I would love to do more and I want to kind of do what you're doing a little bit more and finding records that are done that I can get behind um, I I just haven't gotten into that yet but I like that so you yeah
1: I mean yeah I mean it's again it's a it's a balance between the two isn't it because mm-hmm. you might find something that's a, an artist that's done put an album out of home record and stuff but then it's kind of like as an artist I know exactly how it feels it's like oh I've I've done that now, it's finished, I'm moving on to have a listen to these new demos. So yeah. sometimes it's, I find an artist through Bandcamp that's put something out, but I wouldn't necessarily put that out. It would be then start a conversation to say, well, I've got these demos and I'm yeah. going to record them next, you know, in the next month or so. So it kind of builds a an, an organic relationship. But totally. um, I think like, like Captured Tracks are an example where when they first started, I, my understanding, looking at their discography, they just sort of, Swamp the market <laughs> in some ways they just put out so much music yeah and then it became sort of like in some way it's probably a different it, it was a different sort of time although it was you know similar but it would kind of became like a cult thing and it became more of a sort of oh have you had the new captured tracks and, and all right. that sort of stuff put out a lot of singles a lot of seven inch and stuff like yeah. that so that was kind of the idea of trying to Again, like I was saying earlier, there's so much great music out there and trying to mm. give it a voice as much as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's tough. What are you working on right now? What does 2018 look like for you guys?
1: So we've got, um, we've we put, we announced an album last week by a guy called um, Logan, who makes music as Monarch Mountain, okay. who is an artist who I've heard um, I, he put he put an album out last year and it absolutely just blew me blew me away. Um and I messaged I contacted him and said, you know, I love your stuff. Um and I I think we was on we did um uh, with a, a friend called Nancy Kells we did a compilation um uh and it was um, friends for equality and it was a compilation. It was around the time when Trump got in and all that. And we decided right. we were going to do a, a compilation mm-hmm. album. And I got in touch with him through that and he put a song on there and then we kept talking. So we're putting out a new album by him, which is absolutely beautiful and amazing. I can't wait to put that out. That's in early February. That comes cool. out. Then I've done an EP, which we're putting out at the end of February. We put a single out on
0: okay, uh, last yeah, week. I again.
1: see that. Um, And then we've got um, a couple of other things. We've got an artist from Canada, actually, um, called um, Cade, Katie. Um, Her album was coming out soon. We're just finalising that. Um, We've got another artist from America called Fairy Godmother, uh, who we're working on as well. That's been finalised. So we've got quite a bit, actually. That's good. Um, It's all sort of just sort of falling into place as we move through the next couple of months really
0: you need our permission if you want to release any canadian records you know like you have to get our blessing before you steal our artists
1: oh really? well she was in <laughs> london she when she to, to, in my defense oh. <laughs> she was in she was in england when she messaged me she was she was studying in england but um, yeah uh, well dana dana gavansky was um she lives in uh, to, toronto now i think she lives oh cool um, and uh, yeah she's moved around but she's from, she, she lives in Canada. She's moved around quite a bit in Canada.
0: What, what's um, the band um, Heno Heno? Is that is that how you say it?
1: Yeah. Oh, what's that the is, story with is? them? Uh, he messaged me um, just after, about a year after we'd started. Henry Thompson is called. Okay. And um, he was living in Japan at the time. Um, and he, actually, he lives in Canada now, I think. Well, the record's called Canada. Canada. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, so we put that out. Um, he just moved there i think when he did that oh, okay we put his first we put another lp out of him before that
0: beautiful um, beautiful sound
1: yeah oh he's like the king of love honestly <laughs> he's just he, he's his bedroom he, he's, yeah. he's just some of the stuff i mean he's put other stuff out on his own actually um he did an album um back end of 2016 yeah and um, called piggybacks i think it's called it is absolutely amazing. He's such a talented dude, and he's always working on music as well. He's one of those guys who's just
0: I like, love really that.
1: creative and, I respect that. Um, yeah, he's just he's just a, and he's such a he's a lovely guy as well. So yeah, Heno Heno's cool. Um,
0: I really was in, I, I like <clears throat> I was just kind of plowing through this this past week. I phased I oh, yeah. on a pony was really really stood out to me. That was like really up my alley.
1: Oh, again. That- He's, he's from New Zealand. Okay. Um. He's 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 talented. I was getting really he, um, frustrated. Yeah, that Your tapes were
0: something. sold out. When I, <laughs> I was like, I was yeah. like, please don't let this one be Sorry. sold out. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I can get yeah. you to do a one-off for me.
1: Well, yeah, for a, for a price. <laughs> for a price. For a price. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, again, that was I. I can remember. I can remember finding phased on a pony on um band camp one sunday morning hungover um <laughs> just sort of flicking through on you know trying to find something that was, didn't give me a headache yeah and um and and i heard just a couple of notes of that and it was just like what is this yeah and then um and just message just out of the blue just completely uh just messaged messaged the guy and uh and what what it was, it was the same with um it was the same with Oh uh, Rose, who was the second release that we did, okay. and that got quite a lot of attention. It was kind of like um, I, I found this band on on Bandcamp late one night. As soon as I heard the first couple of notes of their song, it um, just blew me away, and I just messaged them just on the off chance, never expecting a response. Yeah, you know, just you know, we're label high, we're labeling in the United Kingdom. And just starting now, would really love your music? Would you want to do a tape release? Never expected yeah. anything to hear anything back. And then sort of a couple of days later, getting a response just going, uh, yeah, this is amazing. I can't believe somebody's actually oh,
0: wow. paying
1: <laughs> the interest, you know.
0: That's amazing. And it's amazing,
1: you know, tell me more about it. And it was just like, it was one of those almost meant to be moments in some ways. You know, it was like, it was fate that, it happened the way it happened so that's so um, great and it was the same affairs it. it's happened with a few bands really that it's just sort of i've discovered it messaged them and it's all just sort of fallen into place it was the same with uh, grandmas who were um uh, our two. Um, that's susie um uh-huh. who plays banjo on my new song She and her friend Catherine um were grandmas or our grandmas and they haven't split up as far as i know they're just very busy <laughs> people with lives and jobs and all that but um i found them on soundcloud and they'd done um, a, a new song every day for about a, a month or something oh, and wow. they'd written and recorded their song and they were they did them completely separately that one lived in some part of america american one,
0: yeah.
1: one person lived in one part of america and the other person lived in another part of america and they did it as sort of a like a competition or like a little You know, game while you write a song and I'll write a song a day and they put some of them on SoundCloud and I heard them and I just fell in love immediately like oh my god what is this and then again just messaged them and said this is amazing love it and then you know just not expecting anything back and just getting a message within sort of an hour I think it was amazing just saying oh i can't believe you've listened to it no one's listened to it it's yeah it w- we'd love to work there, with you on something And it was just that
0: there is so much undiscovered stuff on Bandcamp and like not just not just good stuff but amazing stuff like it's just yeah. surprising that huge labels haven't found these people
1: but again that's a that's a problem with uh, one of the problems with There's only so many. Almost like digging around in, in the crate. Yeah. At, uh, you know your yeah. local record store, and so it's a digital way of doing that. You just sort of digging through and you're picking up a, like what I'd do is I'd always sort of pick up a cover and go, God, that cover's interesting. You know, like on a physical record. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell is this? Oh record? yeah, I've done that. And it's the same yeah. on Bandcamp. You sort of you sort of flicking through, you're moving through Bandcamp, and just the cover'll get you. Attention, you go, oh, yeah, oh, that's what's that, and then you press play, and then the music will blow your mind as well. Oh, I love um, that, so it's that sort of thing, it's it's the same thing, yeah. but um, yeah, so CFA's um, so yeah, on a pony, Pete McCall from New Zealand, a legend, he plays in another band, and I forget the name, but he's he's quite he's signed to a he's signed to Dead Oceans, I think, so he does a lot of oh, touring, okay. Cool. Um, so he doesn't get much chance to do I forget oh, what's his name the guy he plays guitar for him and uh, he gets so he's on tour all the time so he doesn't get much chance to do recording and that's why it's been quite sporadic we did a single last year I think early last year um, called Do You an Idea Hand I think it was called but um, yeah yeah, yeah he, he, he's, he, he is working on stuff but oh, it's great. just that because he, he's on tour he he, uh, he don't get a chance to record really but
0: yeah um, I want to give, before we wrap up, I want to give people some, some addresses here. So your band camp is foxfoodrecords.bandcamp.com. And Facebook is facebook.com slash foxfoodrecords. Can you tell me, um, before, uh, there's something I wanted to ask you at the beginning. There's a, a funny story that I read online about your name. Can you tell us that story?
1: What about Fox food, where it came from? Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so I decided I was going to do a record label and or do something and needed a name and I'm not very good at that sort of thing. <laughs> so um, I was driving, we've got friends who live down south um, in England, it's about three hour drive, it's my wife's yeah. sister, and um, we were driving down, there's a road in England called the A1 which basically is just a long road, for goes from like Scotland to london and we drive down that road and we're driving down and we're just you know as you do you start chatting and looking out the window and there was this building and on top of the building in big right letters was fox food two separate words fox (laughs) food do they sell fox food well that's what the question was for the rest of the journey (laughs) what the hell is fox food
0: do you you feed foxes in in the uk
1: is that something you do no, no, oh. just—it's the. it was just like the two <laughs> weirdest words together that I'd ever seen. So It stuck in my mind, you see, and yeah. I was like, and then it sort of like, <laughs> at some point, it popped in my head, like, Fox Food, Fox Food Records, oh, it sounds all right, it'll do, kind of attitude, because I've got sick of trying to come up with Yeah, It's fine, and, and, yeah. And then, but then, since then, get this, I have never seen that building since, and no. we've been down... We must have been down that road a hundred times, and no. I have not seen that building. And
0: I, it, whether it was just you were dreaming at like, the wheel,
1: I was dreaming at the wheel, or I'd <laughs> fallen asleep, <laughs> or I was drunk, or whatever. But uh, it, it's just bonkers, and that to me that is just like that. that is that. That is amazing. In that, is, that that happened really because it was just again. It's yep. all part of all this. Part of this journey is all about. I think it's all about fate yeah it's all about being in the right place at the right time and that was i mean it, what is in a name is is part of the you know people yeah. have said to me What's, what is in a name as long as what you put out is good but yeah that's the story behind that's the a name. great story and yeah so, i love that's it. why it's called fox food but I, the, I, fox food and that's kind of where the rabbit logo comes from right
0: because
1: fox i p- right. presume the food of a fox is a rabbit <laughs> You see, so that's because I was thinking that same question: yeah. What the heck is fox? What is fox food? Yeah, what is yeah, the food yeah. of the fox? I and then I thought it'll oh, be a rabbit.
0: They're kind of like they would be considered like pests around here. Like if we what foxes? Yeah, yeah. They're like they're. You, you can you, see many, you can hunt many them animals. here in Canada. You can kill them without any like repercussions at all. Like they're they're considered like a nuisance oh, that's not and good dangerous, but. I, really? So nobody is, nobody's to, to, yeah, I think they're pretty dangerous. I mean, maybe I'm confusing with coyotes. Actually, a you know wolf. what? I'm confusing with coyotes. So let's completely, you can't, <laughs> you can't kill a fox. <laughs> Let me just, I don't think that's true. I think I was confusing them with coyotes. No, I mean, we have foxes In here, England. But, in, yeah.
1: Yeah. In England, you don't. They they they're quite domesticated now, so they come into your gardens and all oh, that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Um, you know, like the bins and stuff like that. But you're quite they're quite a nice thing to see because you don't see many of them. Yes,
0: now. yes. Um, I, I, and
1: you only tend to see them like when you're walking home from the from the night, you know, from the pub. at right, right, One AM. Yeah, right. They're, and then you're like you drunk, and you're like, did I just see a fox? I'm oh, drunk. <laughs> uh, but you tend to see them then, really.
0: Yeah. That's such and a it's gr- a
1: nice thing for me to see because you know
0: it reminds being, you to keep going yeah it's still yeah but yeah so um, but, that's yeah. great hey listen man thanks so much for taking the time to do this um and and sending your voice across the ocean and and it's been a pleasure to talk to you it's been so much oh, fun
1: absolutely i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for having me on and, and messaging me and all that it's been uh, it's been a pleasure
0: uh, i I um I was so, so pumped to talk to you today. there's um I've been following you for a little while now, and and uh, I just love the way you do things. I love the way you encourage other artists and other labels and and uh, you got a great uh, way of doing things. I love it.
1: Oh, thank you, Scott. That's really kind. Thank you.
0: And thanks, everyone for listening. What a great guy. What a great accent. Um, uh, make sure you subscribe via apple podcasts or however you listen to this podcast share it with a friend um, and uh, reach out i'd love to hear from you you can find more from fox food um, through their website which is foxfoodrecords.bandcamp.com and you can find uh, james on twitter at fox food records thanks for listening